0: you're an originator, check that you're getting NOCs in an NOC report. If you don't have any NOCs, something's wrong. That may not be totally true, but you should probably get at least one NOC over a year or two. So if you've never gotten an NOC, check to confirm that you're getting the NOC report. You know how to get the NOC report. You know how to understand what it's saying, and you make the changes as soon as possible. Welcome in, everybody. You're listening to Wrestling Payments, a podcast where we help payment professionals contend with the challenges of modernizing their payments operations and identifying ways to build for the future. If you're interested in payments innovation and modernization, you're in the right place now. Let's get into it. Welcome to Wrestling Payments. My name is Joe Casale. I'm going to be your host. Today, we're going to be talking about notifications of change. Now, if you're one of the folks who deals with notifications of change, we call them NOCs in the industry, and unofficially, folks call it No One Cares. This episode may change your mind because I'm going to talk to you about why you should care, what you should care about, and I'm going to give you some exclusive information. Nowhere else have you seen this information. I guarantee it. This information is being shared for the first time publicly, and I get to share it with you. And what we're going to do, we're going to talk about NLCs, and if you need more help on NLCs, certainly call the association, call another payment association. But we're not going to explain them. We're not going to train them today. We're going to talk about cases. We're going to talk about what's happened, where it's happened, and has it cost anything. And during this, we're going to talk a little bit about rules enforcement, give you some tips about rules enforcement, that if you're part of rules enforcement, either submitting a rules enforcement issue or responding to a rules enforcement issue, I'm going to have some tips for you as well. So. Today, I'm going to jump right into the cases again. As we talk about wrestling payments, NOCs are definitely something that receiving financial institutions wrestle with. These are things that are supposed to send the message that, hey, we got your, your payment, we got your debit, or we got your credit, and we wrestled with it for a little while. Account number was wrong or type of account it was going to was wrong. We were part of a merger and the, the routing number's changing. They're wrestling. Receiving institutions are wrestling with these transactions. And their solution is, we're going to send out a message. And that message is going to fix it. The problem is it doesn't fix it. And that's why it gets a name like, no one cares. And, and as a reminder, the opinions I say are my opinions and not the opinions of the association or anyone Represented within the association. If you're offended by something I say, let us know, and we'll address it in future episodes. But let me talk about these cases. There's three cases. They're going to be escalating cases, and you're going to see how the process works. And Nacha addresses notification of possible rules violation. And I can tell you, notifications of change or ignoring them, failure so to respond to them continues to be the biggest issue in the system of funds. So let's talk a little bit about it. Think about what role you play in the network and how how you want to take this information. I'm going to address everyone involved. So we have three cases here. Let me start with the first case. Excuse me, I'm going to read a little bit, but uh, this is how not just sets out the case. We got the facts, we got the details, we got what happened, and we got conclusions. So let's talk about the claim. And as you know, all the names have been changed to protect the innocent or the guilty, depending on what, what part you play and what you admit. So, McCormick Bank, in its originator, failed to respond to notifications of change. That's the claim. The back row. So, we have ODFI, originating, sending bank, whatever you want to call it, the sending institution received a notice of possible rule violation regarding a notice a NOC violation involving its originator, Pritchard Employer Group. What can we figure out at this point? We can figure out that that's sort of maybe a payroll company working through McCormick Bay. Something's happened, and because NACHA can really only talk to the sending bank or the receiving bank, they're talking to the sending bank because the receiving bank has been fixing something and it's not getting fixed. If it's sending NOCs, no one's paying attention to them, A rule violation. So McCormick Bank and Pritchett employer group acknowledge this initial violation and stated they would resolve the issue. So I have notes here, tips. The first tip I'm going to read to you is if you're an ODFI or an originating financial institution, train your originators, right? They have to know what an NOC is. They have to know how to deal with it. They have to be set up right to get the information. They may not be getting the information. And this one is my only tip with two parts. The second part of this is, if you're involved in a possible rules violation with Nacho, respond quickly, completely, and have a plan in mind. They want to know you're going to fix it sometimes, maybe, maybe maybe I've heard, that your penalty could be adjusted depending on how you respond to an NLC. But in this case, McCord Bank responded by saying, guilty, we did it, we've ignored him, we're going to fix it. As we continue the story, NACHA continues or continued to receive additional reports of the possible violation from RDFI citing the same rules and fractions. So even though Pritchard Employer Group said they were going to fix it and McCormick Bank said we're going to watch them fix it, it really didn't get fixed. The RDFIs reporting that the account numbers contained in the NLCs were not being changed to reflect the correct information. Again, this is the case where the consumer, uh, I'm imagining in payroll, this is payroll entries, employee, employer group, payroll entries, the consumer provided an account number. It's an old account number. Maybe the financial institution added two digits in front of it. For whatever purpose or whatever reason, these are not automatically posting, causing work on the part of the RDFI. And the RDFI is sending NOCs. Some, some don't send NOCs because no one cares. But we do care. The system definitely cares. NACHA definitely cares. Rules and enforcement panel cares. And that's my second tip. My second tip is if you're receiving entries, you have to wrestle with, say something, or file a notice of possible rule violation to the, to NACHA. You can say something directly to, to an ODFI, NACHA has a contact registry. You can reach out, but the system finds and rules enforcement will make it official if you need to escalate it to that. That's my second tip. These reports escalated to the fifth recurrence. That means that, that someone reported Pritchett employer group to nacha five times, not one, not two, not three, not four, five different occasions where they received entries, they sent NOCs and the entries came in wrong again. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for an argument. So McCormick its originator acknowledged the class two violation stating the originator allows its customers to correct their individual bank information When an NOC is received, the account numbers cited in all five violations have been corrected And all customers have been contacted and advised not to change the account numbers back to incorrect information. Going forward, prevent violations from occurring. The originator will begin working with the company that has a program to make NOC changes automatically. As I read those issues, the first ones stood out for me. The originator allows its customers to correct their individual bank information when an NOC is received. NOCs are hard enough for financial institutions to deal with. The next level down is originators, right? Companies that are receiving this file with change information in it. Hard enough there too. Again, it's the biggest violation in the network. So this company was passing the information on to their employers or employees and saying, hey, here's an, here's an NOC, change it. Can you imagine expecting an employer or employee to fix that? I, I find that those systems do not work for NOCs. I'll try to not be critical. They do not work for NOCs. A customer, what's their account number in? They thought that they were that was their account number. Their bank may have a different account number for them, but for, so from their knowledge, they put down the right account number. They're not going to change their account number because they're afraid they're not going to get paid. The rules do not allow you to put it down on the receiver. The originator has to make the changes within specified timeframe. But that was the issue. This company maybe made the best website ever gave everyone control over their account information, where they wanted that information deposited, but they didn't account for the NACHA or the ACH operating rules and it led to a problem with them. So what happened? What happened with that case? Let's see what happened with that freaks. And if you're not familiar with rules enforcement, there is a panel. The panel meets and discusses these, makes decisions, and based on past precedents, can issue fines. So As the violation submission had escalated to a class two, right? Not class one, class two, the financial institution was subject to a fine of between zero and a hundred thousand dollars per month until the issue was resolved. That was what they, they opened themselves up to. The ACH rules enforcement panel reviewed the issue and determined that the ODFI is responsible for the originator to properly act on NOCs. So they didn't, they didn't, there was that was missed in the training. A one time fee of $8,500 was imposed against McCormick Bank. There's a bonus tip here. This wasn't in my original tips, but the bonus tip is as an ODFI, do you have in your contract the ability to pass on a fine like this to your originator? Because depending on how that goes, either the bank in this case is going to pay the fine. Or Pritchett Employer Group was going to pay the fine because they violated the rules. That can be, if it's not in your contract, you don't have a choice. The, the ODFI is for it to pay that to NACHA. If it's in your contract, you can make a decision, a business decision later on to confirm that mm-hmm. whether who's going to pay. All right. I have one more tip and I'm going to wait for that tip. That was a bonus tip that the make sure it's in the contract. Two case, two more cases. The next case is. We have Riley Bank received a notification of possible rules violation regarding an NOC. Again, a notification change involving its originator, Bonner Employer Group. We have another employer group as the example. These are sending out payroll entries to receivers. Let's see what happened in this case. So Riley Bank and Bonner Employer Group acknowledged the violation. Good. Acknowledged it right away. We we did something bad. And again, in this case, NACHA continued to receive additional reports of violations related to the same rules infraction and escalated the, the issue with Riley Bank via the notice of possible rules violation. Discussion with Riley Bank revealed that Bonner Group thought that as long as its customers, the receiver, the person, received the money owed to them and the transaction wasn't being returned, Bonner Employer Group didn't need to act on the NOCs. Bonner Employer Group was similarly ignoring other NOCs. So there's a case where these entries come in, rdo wrestle with them, get them in the right place, but then send a note to say, hey, can you change the account number? Hey, this is a checking account, not a savings account. Can you fix it? And in this case, Bonner Employer Group was ignoring them and saying, hey, everyone's getting paid. What do we care? And again, the names have been changed. These are not real names. Let's jump to the, the panel. The ACH Rules Enforcement Panel reviewed the issue and determined that the od 5 is responsible for the originator to properly act, properly act on each NOC. Of course, they, that's the rule. As violation submission had escalated to Class 2 status again with this institution, they were subject to a fine between 0 and $100,000 per month until the issue is resolved. And the ACH Rules Enforcement Panel decided in this case to issue a one-time fine of $10,000. And just a little bit of insight on the, the, the issue. Say they sent a letter earlier and said, hey, you got, a, you got a problem, can you fix it? Yes, we'll fix it. The clock starts there. They have to be clean for a year from that violation in order to, for it not to be a reoccurrence. So if they had never had an NOC for a month, they would be okay. And if they happened again, it would be a first-time issue. It would start at the beginning again. But what happens is if they NATO receives another case, the clock starts again. So their their clock went back to zero when they got those reoccurrences. And that would that would continue indefinitely if they kept getting recurrences. The rate the the fines would certainly go up, but the clock starts again if you if the same error happened now this is this is the last case coming up, and it's it's really instructional. It's instructional. I've included a mistake in the case. I just want to leave it in there so that we can talk about it and and I know I'm not supposed to educate, but I I want to educate about an issue and so that we can avoid making this mistake. okay. now we have another one. The names sound similar, but they're not, and they are still all faith. So, Emerson Bank received a notice of possible rules violation regarding the NOC involving originator, Riley Health Group. Okay, we're no longer an employer group. We're in a health group. So, these are debits. These are not payroll entries. There's maybe other things going on here. So, what do we have? Emerson Bank and Riley Health Group acknowledged the violation and stated they would resolve the issue. Again, critical. I could go off on a tangent, but if you fight it, and you're not right, it, it looks really bad from, from a review perspective. You know, if, they, if you said, no, nope, we're not ignoring NOCs, but then the evidence shows you weren't responding to any NOCs, the, the panel's going to look at that, I think, different. Anyway, moving on. Over a 15-month time period, NACHA continues to receive additional reports of violations. So now we're the original incident, and now we have 15 additional months of reports so violations that they're ignoring NOCs from several RDFIs. So it's not just one institution complaining, it's system-wide related to the same rule infraction. Each time, Notch escalated the issue with Emerson Bank via ongoing notice of possible rules fines and imposing escalating fine amounts for each infraction. Emerson Bank met with Riley Hell Group to address this ongoing issue. This is great. Right, this should probably happen in each case so that that the parties understand what's happening, what's going wrong, why are you continuing to not address NOCs? Riley Health Group determined that the underlying cause of the unresolved NOC is related to an internal issue. With the delivery of their NOC file, okay, whoa, we got an operational issue. So I have tip number three right now. Tip number three is if you're an originator, Check that you're getting NOCs in an NOC report. If you don't have any NOCs, something's wrong. That may not be totally true, but you should probably get at least one NOC over a year or two. So if you've never gotten an NOC, check to confirm that you're getting the NOC report. You know how to get the NOC report. You know how to understand what it's saying. And you make the changes as soon as possible. So that's the next, the last tip I have, ensure that you're getting the NOC report as part of the original setup for your origination. That's true. If you switch financial institution, when you go to the new financial institution, make sure you're getting the NOC report. Back to more of the facts of the case, Riley Health Group addressed the issue by one, updating their process to ensure that the NOC file would be received by the appropriate internal area on a daily basis great. Right. Two, providing personnel with access to view the NOC report on the od 5s website, great. Here's my problem. The last fact of this case, having the billing department members reach out to the customers to confirm routing and account information upon receipt of an NOC. No. my opinion, this is my opinion. This is part of the case. I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to tell you When you get an NOC as an originator, rely on the NOC for the information. Cause what's going to happen? You're going to call. They're going to say, oh no, no, no. Don't change my account number. I put my account number in right. I don't make mistakes. Well, if you send out another entry, it's going to be a recurrence and it's going to be worse than the fine we're going to talk about in a minute. So this last issue, ignore it. Two things you can do is update your processes. Provide personnel with access to view the NOCs on the ODFI's website so you know there's more than one person checking it. You know those things are getting changed. Problem solved. No more fines. The ACH Rules Enforcement Panel determined that since prior escalating fines had not resulted in the ODFI resolving the ongoing NOC issue, a monthly recurrence fine might be in order. From my personal experience, that's a big deal. The idea that Nacho wants to fine you on a monthly basis is a big deal. You do not want to find yourself in that situation. That's why you want tip number one, fix it immediately, respond to Nacho quickly. Fines. Okay. As a class two violation, we know now for three cases, and it's a fine between zero and a hundred thousand per month until the issue is resolved. Given that there were no new violations in the queue, right? So they... Fixed there, resolved their issues. The originator did a little bit of ODFI. The originating bank did an audit and said, what are you doing? Why, why is this not working? And they fixed the problem together with the originator. The panel imposed a one-time fine of $20,000 with the caveat that sequential violations would result in monthly recurring fines until the problem was resolved. You know, silent in this case is what the previous fines were. I can tell you the initial fines, if there were three, right? So processes a warning, hey, stop it. These guys said, gonna stop it. The recurrence, another recurrence, and another recurrence. And in a case that lasted fifteen months, those all happened, the fine would have been eighty five hundred dollars because that's what it says in the book. Fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred, five thousand. So or thousand $1,500, $25,000, 1500 hundred, twenty-five, you are going to get a fine if you your violation goes on for any period of time. We don't know about the intermittent fines. We saw in a previous case that there was a $10,000 fine. That would be unheard of. So this one issue has cost the institution probably in the area of $38,000, $40,000 for a simple fix. So... Thank you for joining me for this episode of Wrestling Payments. Today, we're talking about wrestling with notifications of change. Wrestling with entries. For RDFIs, they wrestle with entries when they don't automatically post. If they want, they don't have to, but if they want, they send notifications of change. And in this case, originators were wrestling with notifications of change. They weren't getting them. They weren't addressing them. They had incorrect ways to fix them, So you can avoid a lot of trouble if you follow the rules, make the changes, and stick to my tips. Tip number one, train your originators on how NOCs works. If Notch ever reaches out about a rules violation, respond to them quickly, completely, and have a plan on how to fix it. You know, in each of the cases we talked about, they said, is fixed. It wasn't fixed in each of the cases. Tip number two, if you're receiving entries you have to wrestle with, say something, file a rules violation, file a notice of possible rules violation. The problem will get fixed. Could take up to 15 months, but the problem will get fixed. Notch will address it. And finally, if you're an originator, check that you're getting the C file. Check that you're getting the information you need to make those changes because these fines could be passed on to you for the lowest cost system in the world the payments world, why do you need a fine? Thank you for joining me. Stay tuned, subscribe, send us your questions. I can do an episode on any question you have as far as payments go. On behalf of Nietzsche, your trusted resource in payments, and our guests, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning into the podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more about payments innovation and modernization, you can find the Wrestling Payments podcast on the podcast page of Nietzsche.org or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Just search for Wrestling Payments in your podcast app. Thanks for listening.